Hello. Hello. This is Melissa. And this is Kat. Why is it like a robot? This is an automated recording. We are on vacation. Please press play and then press play again because you'll pause you'll pause this and but then you'll have to play it again. Don't hit pause. <laughs> <laughs> you well? <laughs> well, I am well, Kat, because right now we're at Disneyland. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. well, we're not at Disneyland yet, but we are on vacation. Yeah, man. So you listener are about to hear one of our Patreon episodes for free. Yeah, you're getting it for free. But it also came out like a year ago. So, so you're a little behind. Yeah. We also have done a bunch of Harry Potter movies. We're almost through Harry Potter at this point. We did Trolls. Yeah. Shrek. Two Shrek. Two Shreks. <laughs> Shrek Shrek Uno. Shrek Dose. Oh, man. That's um, a lot of Shrek. We have done Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. What was that one really good movie you made me watch with the girl and the, her parents got turned up pigs? And then, Spirited Away. That's honestly one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. Such a good movie. So I've never seen it. Cat like opened my eyes. We did Sweeney Todd. Barb and Star go to Vista <gasps> Del Shut Mar? up. Our favorite new movie. Are you kidding me? I mean, if you're not a patron. You're really missing out. At the 5 or $10 level. Because no offense, Little Pine Nuts, but you're not getting the bonus episodes. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. we still You get to see our beautiful you. faces, <laughs> but you don't get to hear more of our voices. Yeah. If you become a wolf wolf with knife a wolves a wolves with knives a wolf with knife a wolf <laughs> a wolves with knives or a royal brazier mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which i'll link in the show notes mm-hmm. you can listen to all of our bonus audio episodes yeah man and there's there's good ones the harry potter ones are really good the harry potter Just ones are our, pretty like, good impressions alone are fucking phenomenal yeah truly not to toot our own horn or anything i but think they're definitely worth ten dollars a month yeah i'm sure there's other shit that we just can't think of right now yeah truly patreon is really fun it's a good time it's really fun and really great and yeah here's twilight enjoy bye bye see you at the end <laughs> <laughs> And that was Bella's lullaby presented to you by the Tragical Podcast. You're very welcome. And this is Melissa. And this is Kat. This is going to be a hard one for me. It's going to be a great one for me. Yeah, this time we're here to tell you why Twilight is is tragical. tragical. Is this not the definition of tragical? 110% it is. There's definitely magical creatures. We've got the vampires and the werewolves. Mm -hmm. And some Um, tragic acting. It's completely tragic. (laughs) (laughs) But in the best way possible. It's like a train wreck. You can't look away. (laughs) No, I can look away. And I did. (laughs) The amount of times I've seen this movie is embarrassing. 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 I actually saw it once when I was 
remember how I like knew what year it came out. So yeah. I was like, well, let's see. I read the book when I was like 10. So it must have come out in 2007. I was one year off. Mm-hmm. It came out in 2008. That's the last time I watched Twilight. I wish I could say same, but I watched this movie a lot. I vowed to never, ever watch Twilight ever again. I went to the midnight release of every book and every movie, except for Breaking Dawn Part 2, which actually I've never seen. Really? Because mm-hmm. they they changed a lot in Breaking Dawn Part 2, and I once I heard all the changes, I did not want to see it. So I've still never seen it. When I went to the midnight release of the Breaking Dawn book... I actually had a shirt that it was just a plain white shirt that I had ironed on that I printed out on the computer on iron on printer paper. And it said Team Edward. And it was wow. like <laughs> the tackiest thing you've ever seen in your life. Wow. And when I got Breaking Dawn, I was at the midnight release. I was the third person in line at Borders Books at the mall to get the book at midnight. And then it was me and a couple friends literally stayed up even after the midnight release. And we read the book all the way through. We all just sat in our living room at our house and we read the entire book throughout the whole night. I don't think I've ever liked anything that much. <laughs> I'm I'm not kidding. I won't wait in a line that's longer than like an hour. Yeah, I've never, I've never ever liked anything that much. There's nothing, there's nothing that can make me wait in a line for a long period of time. That's fair. I'm not even kidding. I don't, I just don't care I just love books and I love like books that have to do with stuff like this, like mythological creatures and like fantasy and stuff. Vampires are like my absolute favorite. I mean, so do I, but I just wouldn't. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think there's anything in this world. Not even like my heroes. I was trying to think of somebody that like I would really like love to meet. I can't even think of anybody that I would wait more than two hours for. I mean, we're meeting mine in April, so. But we bought tickets for that. See, that's the thing. If you charge me $500 to not wait in a line to meet you, I'll do it. Fair. But I'm not waiting in a line. That's fair. (laughs) That's very fair. Okay, want to do some trivia? Yeah. All right, this is um, IMDb trivia, of course. It's linked in the show notes. Did you know, Kat, that Robert Pattinson actually played Bella's lullaby on the piano? I did actually know that. I didn't know that. That's really cool. I mean, obviously, like, they filmed him playing it, but... But he could have been, like, faking it, you know? He's good. Mm -hmm. Oh, sexy and talented. I mean... (laughs) An icon. An icon. I also brought this one up while we were watching the movie. Um, Robert Pattinson stated in an interview that this is his first American role and he had no formal training to perfect his American accent. In the very first scene where he talks, you can clearly hear he is trying so hard to not have an accent. He is straining the whole movie. Uh Uh-huh. He gets better, obviously, but... You can just really tell that he has like a British accent. And he's trying so hard to hide it. Uh, did you know that Kristen Stewart actually has green eyes and she had to wear brown contacts for the filming because Bella has brown eyes? I didn't really pay that close of attention to her eyes. Yeah, I guess. Does that fucking matter, though? Oh yes, because if you think about it in Harry Potter, it's like a huge thing that Harry and his mom don't have the same eyes when they mention the book 900 times that they have the same eyes. Yeah, but that's not something I'm noticing scene to scene. I'm not like, oh, I wish freaking Daniel Radcliffe put those contacts <laughs> in. Like, I don't give a fuck. It doesn't move the story along in any way. I guess. Yeah. It's just silly to me. <laughs> Everybody had contacts in the whole fucking movie. Poor things. This one's really funny. Kristen Stewart wore hair pieces, so they didn't have to waste time doing her hair and therefore had more time to shoot. <laughs> 
Remember how I talked to this whole about how nice her hair was? Now I know it was a piece. It's just a weave. <laughs> it's literally a piece. Is it like a lace front? Is it just no, like... No, I think just, just a weave. Yeah. Like clip-ins. <laughs> she had clip-in extensions. This whole movie, I could not stop talking about how nice her hair was. I'm dead. Maybe Goodbye. that's why she chopped it off because she has bad Probably. hair. This movie was shot in 48 days. What the heck? Maybe that's why it's so bad. They were like rushing it. They were like, okay, everyone, you have two takes per scene. What? That's wild. I'm really letting that sink in. I mean, it makes sense. Less than two months. Yeah. (laughs) No wonder this movie sucks. Summit, who produced this? You could have Catherine Hardwick. She could have done better than that. I'm dead. That's really funny. That's why this movie's fucking awful. That's incredible. Over 5,000 actors auditioned for the role of Edward. That one's interesting. They were probably like all a bunch of freaking nerds. Can you imagine? You know it. They were like, my girlfriend's into this book. I'm going to audition for the main character. Like, you know, the guy who played Eric, the emo <laughs> hair kid, he probably, probably auditioned audition. for Edward. <laughs> probably. And they were like, no, but we, we have something in mind. Like, you can wait. you imagine the nerds who auditioned? I love this one. Paramore's lead singer, Haley Williams, was a huge fan of the books and she wrote Actually, two songs. This says one song, but it's two songs, which Catherine Hardwick love. Obsessed. I know. Decode is just like a bop. Top tier. I never change it. When it comes on my Pandora, it's like. And I'm I'm like, like, yes, go uh, off. Starts twerking. uh, 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 (laughs) It's the best. Oh, I love this one because I also hate this scene very much. In the cafeteria salad bar, Bella drops an apple, which Edward picks up and then cradles in his hands, copying the cover image of the Twilight novel. Um, One of the DVD special features, Catherine Hardwick said that it took them 13 takes to get it right. Oh, so that's where we wasted 48 days was Edward dropping an apple on the floor. I literally hate that part so much. It's so stupid because like no one catches an apple like that. Like I get that it's the book cover. So it's like a nod to the book. How many apples did they bruise? (laughs) I'm mad. (laughs) Apple rights. All of them. Do you notice how many apples are in this movie? A lot. Someone is constantly holding and eating an apple. Why? (laughs) Why though? Who cares? And it's always one of the Cullens. One of them always has an apple. Why? I guess as a nod to like the books, but like, it's just so funny. Like literally, I'm not even kidding. Every what are they time doing in the with cap- an apple? They don't eat food. <laughs> Trying to make it look like they eat. They don't, they don't put it in their mouth though. So that's not helpful. <laughs> so all of the Cullens can be seen wearing jewelry with the same symbol on it. Edward, Jasper, and Emmett all have the same wristband. Excuse me. Can we call it what it is? It's, it's a, a sweatband. Sweat <laughs> we called it out every four seconds. <laughs> this is so 2008. <laughs> they were all wearing sweatbands. And Alice and Rosalie have similar necklaces with the symbol on it. Esme has a bracelet and Carlisle has a ring. It's the symbol of the Cullen family crest. I thought it looked like the Slytherin house crest. But also, none of you are actually Cullens. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, what? Like, the only one who's a Cullen is Dr. Cullen, right? Yeah. So like, and that's probably not even his real last name. Like he probably changed it. I wonder what, I don't remember. I know that Edward like had a last name or whatever, mm-hmm. but I don't remember it because I'm not that lame. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it either. Um, Meyer fought for one line in particular, one of the most well-known quotes from the book about the lion and the lamb to be kept verbatim in the film. Well, that's actually like a cute line. It's, yeah. that's, that's my issue with this movie. It's not that the book wasn't good and that the 
lines aren't, it's the execution. It's mm-hmm. the bad acting and it's the awkwardness of the shots. And it's just like, it's so, I this movie is so uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be. That's what right. pisses me off. And they're all, they're, honestly, every single person in this film is an incredible actor or actress. It's just, this was directed so strangely, I feel like, that they were kind of like, forced to be weird and awkward. Yeah, like I wish they gave it more than 48 days. Now I'm never I'm never letting it go. I mean, this could have been such a good movie. The book the first book is very good. Mm-hmm. Everything after that, I don't want to talk about it, but yeah, it's not that the lines aren't sweet or romantic. It's the execution for me. Like it's Yeah. Ugh, this movie's so cringy is a definition of cringe worthy. For sure. Speaking of cringe, I have a fun fact for you, Kat. I'm ready. Uh, Robert Pattinson flew from England to director Catherine Hardwick's house to audition. Inappropriate. And there, he and Kristen Stewart, who had already been cast as Bella Swan, rehearsed the love scene slash meadow scene on Hardwick's bed. Um, Could you imagine you like just show up to an audition? They're like, okay, well, here's the main lady. Now get on my personal bed. And and lay with this lady you've never met. That's kind of a lot. That is They should sue. They should sue her. (laughs) I love this one. Okay, I did not know this, and this is wild. Henry Cavill was originally Stephanie Meyer's first choice to play Edward, but he was 25 at the time, so he no longer looked like a 17-year-old. And then she offered him the part of Carlisle, and he was like, he turned it down because he was already doing something else. Good. Could you imagine Henry Cavill trying to play a high school? No. I mean, I guess he was younger at the time, though. Like, But also, Henry Cavill. Yeah. He's... I don't know. I think Robert Pattinson's a better fit, honestly. Oh, absolutely. But still, that's could you imagine him with glittery skin? <laughs> that's wild. When Edward and Bella are standing in the doorway of the Cullen's kitchen, there's a chess set on the dining room table behind them with red and white pieces. Um, and it looks exactly like the cover of Breaking Dawn, which is the final book in the series. Oh, that's pretty cool. That is really cool. I never noticed that. This movie only grossed, this is a lot, but it's just $393 million worldwide. I feel like that's not a lot. It's not a lot. I'm sure over time it's it's gained. I mean, it has like a cult following in that it's so bad it's good. You know what I mean? Like people are obsessed with these movies because they're not good. Okay, I have another one. I love this. Catherine Hardwick has said that she filmed a scene with Robert Pattinson taken directly out of Midnight Sun, the novel by Stephanie Meyer telling the story of Twilight through Edward's perspective. According to her, this scene is on the DVD. I've never seen that and I have to find it now because I definitely have two of the DVDs for this movie and Midnight Sun is the best out of all of the books. Okay, last one. Uh, The beer that Charlie drinks in the movie is Rainier Beer. It's a brewing company originally based out of Seattle, Washington, Mm -hmm. and Charlie refers to it as Vitamin R, which is a common nickname for the beer. That's so funny. I'm going to start calling Bud Light my Vitamin BL. (laughs) Vitamin BL. Need some Vitamin BL tonight. (laughs) I've heard of it. I've heard of Rainier. I don't know if it makes it all the way here. Think of where Washington is and then think of where Florida is. Like, that's far. Yeah, no. (laughs) It's as far as you can be, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> so when this started out, we had some very serious technical difficulties with our TV. This was so pixelated when it first started. You literally could not see what was happening. Yeah, thanks, Netflix. This is on Netflix, by the way, guys. You can watch this on, on the flicks yeah. right now. It's yep. there. Not like I don't have the box set of all of them. 
but it was just easier because we have to unplug our everything to plug in our Blu-ray player. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so pixelated. I literally rewound it probably seven times to try and fix it. But so. we couldn't. <laughs> but the opening scene is of a doe, a deer, a female, a female deer. deer. <laughs> in the forest yeah. of Washington. <laughs> With Bella, who was our main lady friend in this movie our, our heroine literally <laughs> literally our heroine and she is very dramatically talking about her death i'd never given much thought to how i'd die like okay fun writer sit down <laughs> calm down she's <laughs> so dramatic it's, i mean i guess she's 17 it's so truly like the only good part of the movie no i'm kidding <laughs> not wrong though there's she... nobody in it but the fucking deer <laughs> the deer running the deer's the acting was 10 out of 10 best actor in this whole movie goes to the deer <laughs> you get a grammy an emmy whatever it is <laughs> the academy award goes to <laughs> the deer <laughs> best actor in twilight yeah. <laughs> we can't even talk about this we, no. i can tell we're just like, we're putting it off because it's so painful <laughs> Anyway, Edward eats the deer. It wasn't Edward. <laughs> well, it might have been, actually. It could have been. Some <laughs> vampire chases the deer down. They, like, give it a little hug. <laughs> and they thock at the blog. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Count Chocula over here. <laughs> Van Helsing. I got called Van Helsing so much in school. Same. Van Helsing, Van Halen, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Very funny, very funny. Now ha, we're ha, just ha. Van whatever. I'm calling PETA. <laughs> kidding. No deer were harmed in the making of this film. Yeah, all right. There was no warning of that, so we don't know. I mean, the deer got tackled. So. <laughs> it was hugged. We it a hug. keep talking about the deer. The main protagonist in this movie is the deer. <laughs> okay, here we go. Bella fucking swan. <laughs> Isabella swan. Standing in the desert. She's... Packing up her things and saying goodbye to her mom and her stepfather, Phil. She digs up a tiny cactus from her Arizona garden and carries it in a pot all the way to Forks, Washington. It was her carry-on item. She carried the cactus from Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is that allowed? Can you get on a plane holding? No, because it's it's glass, right? (laughs) I mean, technically, it's not glass. It's probably like terracotta. But like, you could smash and, and take over the plane. I mean, she, <laughs> how did she get the cactus? That's what I'm saying. She didn't pack it because then it would be like not in the pot. She definitely flew Southwest also. <laughs> it was her carry on item, her personal item. <laughs> you guys, Bella Swan dug up the cactus. <laughs> Literally, you watch her dig it up. carried it from Arizona onto her Southwest <laughs> flight to Washington. Also, not just the pot is a weapon. The cactus itself is a weapon. You can't bring that on a plane. How did she get it there? Anyway, Bella. <laughs> Bella's stepfather is a baseball player, and they are traveling because of his work as a baseball player. He's in the minor leagues. Anyway, he's a go... Sharks. I don't know. Well, it goes to Jacksonville, so let's give you something Florida y. A shark. I, <laughs> I guess. <killed> it. <laughs> so Bella decides to live with her father, Charlie, in Forks, Washington, the darkest, rainiest 
place in the United States of America. I don't know that I'd be mad at that. I love the rain, but I also love sunshine. Like some days I'm mad that it's raining because I want to like go to the pool. I don't like being like out in rain, but I like seeing rain or hearing it and smelling it. Yeah. When I'm sitting on the couch playing Sims and there's a candle burning and it starts thundering and lightning and raining, I am at peace. I am content. <laughs> I am okay. That is the life. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, if I'm if I'm out in the world and it starts raining, I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I need to beat this face for it to get rained on. Straighten my hair for it to turn into an afro. <laughs> I know, right? Literally. Literally. I was like, I didn't curl my hair to have pin straight hair. Um, I have not even looked at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> I did read the book, so I do know the, even though I've only seen this movie once, I know the story. I know the tale. So Bella in her Heather Gray sweatshirt and brown sweater vest and low rider jeans. Kat and I, Pinky promised halfway through this movie that we would never wear low rider jeans and that we would never let them come back into style. Even if they do come back into style, I'll just be out of style. I don't care. We are warriors of the non low rider jean faction. You can almost see her labia. Like her jeans are so low, you can see her punani. That cannot be comfortable. No, it never was. If you sit down, your butt crack is out. Your whole couch is out. She don't even have a belt on. How are those staying on her? You cannot have the semblance of a muffin top if you are wearing low rider jeans. You look bad. I Mama, <laughs> I got I got a muffin top, so same. <laughs> it would not work for me. Anyway, now that we're done roasting uh early 2000s fashion, Jacob with his lace front. <laughs> Let's just talk about it now. It's so bad. Shark boy in a lace front. It's really bad. Taylor Lautner in his lace front. That's Charlie, Bella's dad's best friend Billy Black, his son, Mm -hmm. and Billy is wheelchair bound. Yes. And he sells his truck to Bella. And they are Native American. Yeah. And they live. I couldn't tell you the tribe. It's like Q-U-I-L-E-T-L-E-I-T-T-T-T-Q-U-T-T-I. And I'm like, I can't pronounce that. I'm not going to offend them. Not going to attempt. But they live on a reservation that is in Fort. In La Pouche, which is a beach. Sad beach. Yeah. So Bella reconnects with her childhood friend, Jacob. So they're broing it out and he's showing her how to use the truck because it's a truck from 1842 when trucks were invented. Bella almost takes Jacob out with the door to the truck. She like knocks his balls into his face. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Literally almost ends his life right there. Yeah, she's very uncoordinated. Very. So Bella goes to school the next day and who swoops in to show her where her first class is but Eric. Who works for the school newspaper. He has the definition of emo kid hair. He has the scene kid hair. Our scene king. Representation (laughs) matters. Yes, we stand. (laughs) You know, every person reading this book was like essentially an emo kid or a scene kid. This was their thing. A, like, tacky romance novel about vampires. Oh, it looks like a helmet. Go off, sis. Bella has to participate in volleyball in gym class, and she sends a ball flying, and it hits Mike in the head. Who immediately falls in love with Bella. Yes. As everyone in this book does for some freaking reason. And then we also meet Jessica, the who's Kat's favorite. Of my life, Anna Kendrick. Miss Anna Kendrick. Literally, if you need my type in a woman, it is Anna Kendrick. I love Anna Kendrick. I wish she didn't look like she was always curling her top lip over her teeth. I'm obsessed with her. Do you know what I'm saying? No. You know when I you make that perfect. face where you're like, 
That's what Anna Kendrick looked like to me. I think she's so perfect. No, she's great. She's gorgeous. I wish I looked like her over me, but I'm just saying. I love her so much. Literally the main reason Pitch Perfect is like one of my favorite movies. I've seen it a bajillion times. It's literally just her. I just love her. I will watch Pitch Perfect any day and I... I am against acapella. You I am very much actually, are. I am very anti-acapella. <laughs> she really is. Um, when I run for president of the United States, I will run on an anti-acapella <laughs> platform. <laughs> I cannot stand it. It is the most annoying noise. I hate beatboxing. I hate acapella. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I don't like what is it what is it when they when you when the guys are like ciphering or like what what am I what's the word I'm trying to think of freestyle oh, freestyle rap mm-hmm. stop it you all sound stupid cut it out I write it down great. produce a track and make a song but Anna Kendrick but Anna Kendrick is perfect and I love Pitch Perfect I haven't I'm seen the second one is it good yeah actually should it's, watch it's very funny it's Honestly, as funny as the first one, which is very rare in a sequel. Then we go to lunch, and um, this is when I noticed that Bella is wearing the same Heather Gray long sleeve shirt, but this time she has on her uh, green pajama top, so it's, it's fine, I guess. Literally, like a button up pajama top that comes with like the matching like shorts, yeah, like, like the Hugh silk. Hefner pajamas. <laughs> Hugh Hefner. She has on a Hugh uh, Hefner pajama top. I'm dead. No, I never really noticed that it's literally a pajama top until you said that. Who? made this i already know the answer but i'm still mad yeah the costuming department should be shot (laughs) (laughs) that was not good (laughs) maybe not shot i stand by what i said (laughs) i said what i said it's on the patreon at the five dollar (laughs) level you got it so then at lunch uh we also meet angela who works for the school paper as well yes super cute little angel she's one of my favorites of the of the group and then they're all talking to bella like telling her about the school and everything and then a very lovely group of people walking by the window and bella goes who are they and they go the cullens oh my god could you imagine a group of people that beautiful actually going to your school. You can't tell me that they wouldn't be like revered. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe in like California, but definitely not in Florida, girl. It's not happening here. Yeah. People that look like that don't live in Florida. No. <laughs> they, Only poor people live in Florida. Poor, ugly people, especially in high school. No one. I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand this generation, how all these freaking like 14 year olds literally look like goddesses. I look like a motherfucking troll. Seriously. A, a gremlin. I think it's because of social media. Absolutely. TikTok. Have you seen these freaking children on TikTok? Yeah. Who will you dress so cute? I don't even dress like that now when I'm almost 30. I feel like they all also have their very own like special. There's not like I feel like if you were to be like, oh, explain 2020 style, you couldn't because everybody has their own style. I feel like. Yeah, for sure. There's a there's a wide range. Whereas in 2008, you were wearing an Aeropostale T-shirt. Gauchos. And (laughs) some sandals from traffic. Or. (laughs) <laughs> a pair of Converse, high top Converse. There's no, there was no other options. That was your option. And you had side bangs. You also were... layered 45 <laughs> shirts on top of each other, which is very accurate in this movie, at least. When I worked at Aeropostale, literally there was a rule that you had to wear at least three layers on top. Three, three layers. Scrunch I wear, your hair. Yeah, oh, crunchy curls, crunchy and straighten the bangs. <laughs> Scrunch your hair, straighten your bangs. It was not a good time. Wear a weird headband. <laughs> not the kind that goes on top of your head. The time that goes across your forehead <laughs> with feathers on the side. <laughs> Why were there so many feathers? So the Cullens walk in. Apparently, uh, they're from Alaska. 
and I forgot that part. Yeah. They are all fucking. So <laughs> Alice and Jasper are fucking and Rosalie and Emmett are fucking. For and sure. then Edward's alone. Mm. And their dad is apparently the town doctor, Mr. Mr. Dr. Cullen. <laughs> Mr. Dr. Carlisle Cullen. And his wife, Esme, stays home all day and just is beautiful. What does she do? She adopts five teenagers. That's what she do. Well, Rosalie was supposed to be for Edward, but they didn't they didn't clash like yeah, that. Yeah, because Rosalie's a bitch. And Facts. Edward needs a little pushover, like Miss Bellis won. Facts. Literally, Bella's just staring at Edward like a total freakazoid. He's staring at her right back, it's though. It's so weird. <laughs> and then after lunch, Bella walks into her next class for the day, and Edward is sitting at his little lab desk. My favorite part of this whole movie. And Bella walks in front of a fan. Her scent blows over to Mr. <laughs> Edward. And he looks like he's going to puke. He's literally holding his nose like she smells like rotten eggs. Like his face is 10 out of 10 acting. <laughs> Amazing. No it's comment. It's so bad. It's so, no, it's so bad. So Bella sits next to Edward. He sits there uncomfortably for an hour looking like he's going to puke. And as soon as the bell rings, he runs out. <laughs> I love this scene because behind Edward sitting in class is some sort of owl or eagle or don't make me say a bird type, please. It's a barn owl. And it looks like he has angel wings and he just looks like a beautiful little angel. He is a beautiful little angel. At least there's people to look at in this horror film. Like every single person. <laughs> like every person. Every person in this movie is hot. <laughs> and like, So Bella goes into the school office and Edward is already in there desperately trying to switch out of his chemistry class that he was just in because Bella smells like shit. And <laughs> Bella's like, okay, great. I was going to try and switch, but I guess not. And then they tell him, sorry, not sorry. You can't switch. So he runs out of there. And the next day in class, Bella's going to confront Edward on why he was such an asshole to her. And he's not there. And then he's not there for like a week and a half. Imagine just not going to school for a week and a half because someone next to you stunk. All right, I'm going to take this next scene real fucking fast. <laughs> Guys, get ready. Bella and her father are at a diner and Bella is sexually harassed by her father's friend, Waylon. Who was the town Santa when they were kids. And then she doesn't know how to use a ketchup bottle and <laughs> no ketchup comes out of the ketchup bottle. But she puts it all over her food, but nothing comes out. If you've never seen it, please just look up Bella using ketchup bottle on Google. Like, it's It's so beautiful. Funny. And then there's a bunch of murders happening in the Forks area. That's the scene. That's it. End scene. <laughs> End scene. Uh, Bella's harassed by the town Santa. She can't use a ketchup bottle. There's lots of murders happening in the area. And moving on. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all killed by a wild animal. A wild sure, Jan, animal. We know it's a vampire. We've seen the movie. Mm, mm, we've read the books. <laughs> we, we know what's happening. So the next day, next week. Again, choose your own adventure. We don't know. <laughs> Tuesday. Um, <laughs> right. It's Tuesday. So in class on Tuesday, Eric tries to ask Bella to the prom. And luckily, Mike kind of interrupts them. So Bella's like, thank God I'm getting out of this conversation. And then she notices that Edward is in class today. Oh, my gosh. So Bella sits down next to Edward in class and he actually starts talking to her. He like starts up a conversation with her and she's like, bro, where the heck have you been? And he's like, I had some personal issues. I had to go away for a couple days. My B. And then Bella starts talking about the weather. Absolutely riveting. You're doing great, sweaty. 
she says she doesn't like any cold, wet thing. <laughs> and Edward chuckles to himself. And I like to think it's because he is a cold thing. <laughs> and <laughs> Go ahead. his dick might be wet. <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> great she doesn't like anything that i am <laughs> essentially oh i'm a cold wet thing so it's been nice bella Yeet. it's been nice being in love with you but i'm gonna go now i would like to mention that they do like these awkward close-ups on edward's eyes about 45 times on this scene i could rec- i could film a better movie than this Probably. Oh, it's so bad. It's pretty bad. (laughs) It's not great. Anyway, he asks her backstory and she's like, it's a long story. And he's like, I think I can keep up. And she's like, okay, well. (laughs) Yeah, he starts asking like 20 questions at her. Yeah. And then they're also doing their class assignment, which is to... I don't know. It's the pro phase and They're, the meta phase and the whatever They're phase. looking at shit in a micro. Don't make me, don't make me science. Yeah. They've both already done this assignment, so they both know how to do it. Yeah. And then if you get all the answers right, the prize is a golden onion. I hated high school. I know. Me too. I would have been like, <laughs> fuck a golden onion. I'm going to do drugs. Just give me an A and let me go. <laughs> this is why I don't want to be here. <laughs> Literally. I don't want a golden onion. <laughs> so they win the golden onion, which is like so cool. It oh is my pretty God. cute. So they're walking through the hallways, you know, just Edward Cullen, who's never spoken to anybody and Bella Swan, the new girl. She's got her onion in her arms. Yeah. And she starts like harassing Edward about his eyes. She's like, your eyes were black last week and now they're gold. What the heck? And he's like, it's the, it's the fluorescent lights. And then he runs away all flustered. <laughs> the fluorescent lights, Edward, you're so much smarter than that. Bro, my notes got wild. I literally put, I would have sucked his dick in the <laughs> stairwell. <laughs> facts, I, facts. My notes literally say, I would have sucked his <laughs> dick in the stairwell. <laughs> Excuse me, um, Edward Cullen, sir. I know we just met four minutes ago, but do you know where the nearest stairwell is? And can you unzip your pants for me? Thank you. Speaking of cold and wet. (laughs) So Bella is in the parking lot with both of her headphones in, which I never recommend as a female. You should always have one ear open as a human being. The apocalypse could start at any minute, you guys. You need to have an ear free. Yeah. Have an ear free. And as women, a man can happen at any moment. Exactly. So. Big facts. Yes. I When I'm at the gym, I only have one headphone in ever, mm-hmm. ever. So Tyler, one of the friends in the friend group that we haven't talked about yet, but he's there. He is driving his van and he slides because it's really wet and forks and wet and rainy and cold. And he's about to impale Bella. Impale? And Edward from across the parking lot jumps in front of the van and saves Bella. He literally punches the van and leaves a giant dent in it so it doesn't hit her. He do punch the van, yes. It's a little dramatic. And then he runs away really fast. The students peel the cars apart and Bella's like miraculously fine. And everyone's like, oh my God, crazy. Like a giant dent in the van. Uh, That wasn't made by her clearly because it didn't touch her. (laughs) Also, why is Bella wearing oven mitts? Because she's not used to the cold, I guess. But does she own gloves or, or? I think those are gloves. Those are oven mitts. 
You might be right. Maybe they, they literally look like oven mitts. The costume department didn't have time to get gloves, so they gave her someone's literal oven mitts. They had to go to Goodwill for the costuming, and all they had was oven mitts. I would not be surprised, <laughs> honestly. So Bella has to go to the hospital just to get checked out, and she meets Dr. Cullen. Daddy. He's so oh my beautiful. God. I love a blonde. Oh. He's literally so fine. So Bella tells Dr. Cullen, she's like, well, it's a good thing Edward was there to save me. He's awfully fast. And Dr. Carlisle's like, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. Well, you're good to go. Bye. Don't you gaslight (laughs) Bella. She knows he's impossibly fast and strong. The Cullens are master gaslighters. And we are are about to find that out. Are they? Yes. (laughs) So as Bella is leaving, she goes to call her mom and she goes to go around a corner in the hospital. And Dr. Cullen... Edward and Rosalie are all having a very heated conversation about how it's not just about Edward, it's about all of them, and he could have put them all in danger. And Bella overhears this, and then Dr. Carlisle sees her and is like, all right, we should take this conversation elsewhere. And they go, except for Edward, who pulls Bella aside and they have a conversation. Excuse me. Bella pulls Edward aside. True, true. She's like, excuse me, sir. Can we have a conversation? Thank you. She says, um, hi, how did you stop a moving van with your fist? And he gaslights the fuck (laughs) out of her. He's like, you don't know what you're talking about. That didn't happen. I was standing right next to you the whole time. Literally. He says he was close to her and he says, You should just thank me and move on. Oh, he's so bossy. I mean, I'm not mad at it. So bossy. I would let Robert Pattinson gaslight me all day. (laughs) So we cut scene to Bella having nocturnal emissions. (laughs) (laughs) Nocturnal emissions. She's having a wet dream about Edward Cullen at the moment. She is sleeping. (laughs) She's very flustered, very flustered. And she looks up from her flustered dream and Edward is staring at her sleeping. So she turns her light on and then he's not there. Weird. She was hallucinating or something, right? He couldn't have been in her bedroom. That's crazy. So, you know, next week at school, it's um, (laughs) Friday and (laughs) they go on a field trip to like a hydroponic farm. Yeah. God, remind me not to live in fucking Forks. That sounds terrible. I mean, it's not like our field trips were any better. We went to the bowling alley in the zoo and the Museum of Science, and that was fun. Yeah. I went to Universal (laughs) twice. Like, imagine (laughs) just hydroponics. I could just ride living with the land. They were playing with worms. They were. They're in high school. (laughs) (laughs) So they're standing in the parking lot of the school right before they leave for the field trip. And Mike is asking Bella to prom. And while he's asking her, she is just staring at Edward Cullen behind him not even listening to poor mike ask this girl out and then she's like oh wait no i don't dance but also i'm gonna be in jacksonville sorry i'm not even gonna be here and then she's like you should ask jessica she really likes you and i think you guys would be super cute together what a good friend even though jess is the worst i was gonna say she also just wants him off her back so true Ooh, that'd be a fun fight like Kristen stewart against anna Anna kendrick Kendrick. anna kendrick would take her out i I feel like Kristen stewart's a little wiry though you know like she's small but she's mighty I still feel like Anna Kendrick would kick her ass. I love Kristen Stewart. I hate that she's in this movie. I do too. I, f- I feel so bad for her. I want to watch the new Charlie's Angels so bad. She looks so hot in that. I know. We should write her formal, like, we accept that you were in <laughs> Twilight Letter. 
man. to every person in this movie. And we're so sorry. Anna, I know this is how you got your start, and I'm so happy you've moved on from But at this. least her role is very small. Yeah. Poor Kristen Stewart had to be in all four, all five films. Yeah. Ugh. That's pretty sad. Poor babe. In this hydroponic farm place, this weed grow, I don't fucking know what it is. Oh, weed? Ooh. <laughs> Edward talks to Bella and she's like, oh, I thought we weren't friends. Oh, you wanted to gaslight me at the hospital. Like, why are you talking to me now? Yeah. He literally, again, (laughs) harasses her and he's like, what's in Jacksonville? And she's like, how did you know I was going to Jacksonville? She's like, leave me alone, stalker. But her eyes are saying something else. Her eyes are saying like, I love you. Marry me. (laughs) Literally. Oh, are you stalking me? Are you stalking me? He's just like being rude to her, but then like also being interested. So she's very into it. Whatever. I'm not going to, I'm not going to degrade their weird love. Well, he says we shouldn't be friends, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to be. And she's like, what what, what does that mean? Because that's how she talks. She's into it. She's into it. You know, he unfriend zones Bella. Again, or is this the refriending or it gets, they like, they have friendship broken up 14 times already. I'm just lost at this point. Yeah, she literally (laughs) says you should have just let the van kill me. And he's like, I mean, I don't want you to die. I just, it's not safe for us to be friends. And she's like, I don't know what that means. (laughs) Confusion. She's convinced that he is something. She just doesn't know what. Yeah. You know, like she's on the case. (laughs) And this is the first time that Bella actually talks to Alice because they're getting ready to get back on the school bus to leave. And Alice is like, oh my God, hi, are you going to ride in our bus? And then everyone's like, no, our bus is full. And it's just the The three of them. (laughs) Bruh. What? The bus is full. Full with vampire ego. (laughs) (laughs) So at lunch uh, next week on Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) We love Tuesdays. Most drama happens then. Bella's friends decide that they're going to La Push Beach because there's going to be some waves that they could maybe surf. La Push, baby. La Push. La Push. So Bella decides to go. She's like, I'm definitely not getting anywhere near the dang water, though. She's cat. She's like, I'll sit in the van. Um, I'm not going anywhere near the beach. Also, it's freaking winter. That water has got to be freezing. If you have a wetsuit on, you're probably good. No, absolutely not. No way. So this is when Bella is getting a salad and Edward walks over and starts harassing her again. And basically everybody in the school is watching them talk because Edward doesn't talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. And this is where she drops the apple and Edward kicks it with his foot and catches it like a freak, it's like a so freaking weird. freak. It's so weird. They're freaking like arguing again. Like they're just so hostile. He literally gives her whiplash with the fact that he wants to be your friend and then doesn't. And she's like, bro, like, if we're gonna do this, can we just be friends? Come hang out with me. And he was like, you wanna hang out with me? What? And she's like, come to La Push with us. And he's like, no. (laughs) I can't go there. Sorry. (laughs) And then Bella's like, trying to guess what Edward is. And she's like, are you um, Spider-Man? Are you... Um, I don't even remember what the other one was. Because she says kryptonite. Oh, yeah. Try Batman. It's Batman, Bella. It's Batman. It's Batman. I'm so excited for that. I know, right? Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to see that mouth. That jawline. Anyway, enough of us thirsting over Robert Pattinson. I cannot wait. Oh, my God. It's going to be so (laughs) sexy. It's going to be so good. I would just like to say at this point, Melissa's not paying attention to the movie. She's literally just going on a rant about how she knows that Edward... Slash Robert Pattinson has butt hair. Oh my God. <laughs> this whole scene, she's just like, 
I just can't look at his arms because I know he has glorious butt hair. I just want to see that butt hair. <laughs> uh-uh, Melissa uh-uh, has a thing uh-uh, for butt hair, uh-uh, everyone. Uh-uh. Welcome just to Patreon. All hair. <laughs> I love hair. It was just so funny. She's like, I don't know what's happening right now. I'm just imagining his butt. <laughs> I have a dream where I have a art gallery opening and it's just hairy butts. And the museum is called Butt. And it's just literally photos of hairy man butts. That's actually my dream. I think you could make that happen. I know. It's a personal project. <laughs> you need to work on that. What did you go to that rich. museum? Yeah, just a bunch would. of butts. It doesn't have to be just hairy man butts. I mean, I want to I wanna capture all the butts. Listen, O'Keefe drew vaginas into flowers and it's still famous to this day. I'm, I can guarantee that your hairy butts would absolutely take off. Anyway, enough about <laughs> Edward's butt. Um... <laughs> So Bella's like, you should come to La Push. And he says, uh, nah, I'm good. Nah, fam. <laughs> Thanks for the invite. <laughs> TFTI. <laughs> so then uh, the group is at La Push and half of them are sitting in the van while the other half are out surfing in the freezing ice cold Washington water. And Angela is telling Bella, she's like, I really want Eric to ask me to prom. And he hasn't yet. And it's getting so close. And Bella was like, you're a bad bitch ask him yourself. And Angela's like, oh my God, you know what? I might do that. Jessica walks up and they're all three talking and Jacob and two of his friends Hottie, walk up. daddy, Native American friends come over. Mm-hmm. One is wearing a lace front. Two, it's definitely their real hair. I'll let you guess who. <laughs> <laughs> Spot the lace front. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. And they say something about how the Cullens are not welcome at La Push because they bring up how Bella invited Edward. And they're so rude about it. They're like, they're not welcome here. And Bella's like, what does that even mean? Like, why are teenagers not allowed on a beach? Make it make sense. So Jacob and Bella are walking the beach and Bella's trying to get more information because, again, Bella knows something is up. She Mm -hmm. just doesn't know what. The only smart person in this entire town is somehow Bella frickin' Swan. So Jacob says that his people are descendants of wolves. Store that in your back pocket. Jacob literally is spilling tea. He does not need to be spilling currently. I mean, he's like 15. I was the same way. So... (laughs) And he says that those wolf people caught the what, white people. <laughs> what were they called? The cold one. The cold one. He says that literally. The white walkers. <laughs> I'm, getting my, I'm getting my lore confused. Give me a moment. He literally talks about how the actual Cullens, like the ones who still live there now, were caught by his descendants. Yeah. Make it make sense. No. <laughs> so Jacob says that his people are descendants of wolves and the wolf people caught the Cullens doing weird hunting on their land. And so they made a treaty like a thousand years ago that the Cullens could stay in the area and hunt as long as they did not enter the reservation of the wolf people, Jacob's people. Yeah. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> Great. And then another vicious murder happens and... Bella goes home and she's Googling werewolves. <laughs> L- literally sits there and Googles werewolves. <laughs> what is happening? And then she comes upon all this information about the cold ones and the werewolves and their lore. And she finds a bookshop that's in Port Angeles that has very specific books to the reservation's lore. Hmm, interesting. So at school, Monday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
everyone is sitting outside because it's sunny out and Bill is really sad because Edward isn't there. Yeah, and Jess tells her that anytime the weather is nice, the Collins get yanked out of school to go hiking and camping and whatever. Mmm. Okay. Suspicious. Weird. Angela says we should go to Port Angeles after school and get prom dresses because Eric and I are going to prom together. Oh, my God. And then, like, Jessica and Mike are going together. And, like, Bella is probably going to go with Edward. Like, we all know you guys are, like, she's going to be in Jacksonville. (laughs) Oh, that's right. But she's going to tag along so she can go to that bookstore. Mm -hmm. Bella and Angela and Jessica go to Port Angeles, uh, which is, I guess, where the nearest town that sells prom dresses is civilization yeah the nearest civilization port angeles and they're at a dress shop and bella's not paying any attention to angela or jessica she's like i just really want to go to this bookstore and get this book i'll meet you guys at the diner for dinner i also would like to point out that this is where decode by paramore is playing in the background a whole bop yes and then bella goes and buys her book on vampires and werewolves and witches and ghouls and all that good stuff the guy running the bookshop was looking at her like she's on to us this freak and her freaking hair extension (laughs) she's probably wearing her gray long sleeve shirt and some sort of ugly top maybe even a weird cardigan (laughs) as she's walking to the diner to meet back up with the girls, it's dark out at this point, and she almost gets mugged or worse by these creepers. Yeah, There's like about, five of them, she's too. She's about to get snatched. And who comes up in their shiny silver Volvo <laughs> and whips and nanes over? Whips and nanes. In, in the Volvo. One Edward Cullen. And he saves her by parking the car, yelling at her to get into the car, and then growling at the five men. <laughs> Staring at these grown drunk men. It literally, because we always have closed captioning on, it was like growling. (laughs) And I was like, I would have punched Edward Cullen in the fucking face if he tried to growl at me. No, he's a predator. They got scared. He has gold eyes. There's something wrong with him. Whatever. So if a a grown man growls at you, you think you're not going to be like, this guy's a fucking weirdo. I'm back up. He's on PCP. (laughs) Right. Right. They chose the correct option. You're not wrong. (laughs) If somebody ever tries to kidnap me, I'm just going to start growling at them. Bark at them. Have you never seen that? (laughs) Where women just bark at creepy men and men are like, what the fuck? So they leave them alone. It's a thing. So... Edward saves her and then they're driving. Well, Edward's driving very fast and scary. And he's like, distract me. And Bella's like, put your seatbelt on. (laughs) And he laughs at her and he's like, you put your seatbelt on. It's so cute. It's like one of the scenes where I'm like, see, this could have been a good movie. Right. We were, we, we had the potential. So close. We just didn't, we didn't shoot enough scenes and we had to use the very (laughs) awkward ones and ruin the movie. Mm -hmm. I love that scene though, because it's actually good acting and cute and it like is weirdly placed in this movie of awkwardness Mm -hmm. so bella and edward go to the diner and angela and jessica they already ate because angela was fucking hungry because she's a bitch and she's like oh we were gonna wait for you but we were like really hungry so we didn't but we didn't and then edward's like well i think i'm gonna buy bella some dinner because i think she should eat and then i'll drive her home so like you ladies are good go home and they're like oh my god okay thanks edward they're like twirling their hair on their fingers oh my god and then jessica the smart one is like is that is that cool bella like she looks at bella like are you safe and bella's like yeah 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 that's it's fine i'm not in danger like jessica's the worst but she's also kind (laughs) of nice (laughs) so edward buys bella dinner 
And I distinctly remember in this part in the book, the waitress <laughs> is supposed to be like an attractive hottie and they picked the derpiest looking weird bouffant haired lady I've ever seen which is and I learned this in the trivia her stunt double I know isn't that so crazy but like I'm not trying to hate on sis but she's maybe a six and she did not fit the part for the hot waitress in Port Angeles she's also supposed to be their age like I guess not she's 49 yeah she's supposed to be a little bit older than him than them but then she's like hitting on Edward in front of Bella and it's just like, it's He's not weird. even looking at her because she doesn't smell like toasted marshmallows or whatever the <laughs> fuck it is that she smells like to him. <laughs> what is it in like Harry Potter when Hermione's like, it smells like mint, spearmint, spearmint toothpaste. and parchment, fresh parchment. <laughs> I wonder what Bella smells like. I think toasted marshmallows is a good one. I feel like mine would be like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like my favorite smells. I love like patchouli and rose water. and Yeah, same. Or very like, which ironic because I hate the beach, like very like clean beachy smells. I also really love florals though. <laughs> I feel like I'm a floral. <laughs> I'm going to go with floral. <laughs> Gardenia and hibiscus. Yeah. And, I don't know. <laughs> I like that. Cherry anyway, blossom. Cherry blossom. Oh, I do like cherry blossom. Mm -hmm. So Bella's eating her food. She got mushroom raviolis. Yum. <laughs> that sound really good. Edward's not eating. He's just staring at her while she chows down. Uh-huh. And then Edward is like, I can read everybody's minds yeah. except yours. And Bella's like, what's wrong with me? And he's like, I just told you I could read minds and you think something's wrong with you? Like whoever did these two scenes did a good job because this scene's actually good. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that guy over there is thinking about sex. She's thinking about money. He's thinking about money. That guy over there is thinking about his cat. <laughs> and the guy's face is so content. That's another one of my favorite uh, parts. It's so funny. My mind is blank at all times. Anyway. Yeah, I feel like there's nothing exciting going on there. But so Edward is like, I just like can't stay away from you anymore. And she's like, okay, so then don't. Don't stay away from me. We're friends now. Great. Cuties. Yes. So Edward is driving Bella home and she goes to turn the heater off. And then Edward goes to turn the heater off too. And then their hands touch and he's cold as ice. <gasps> Like a dead body. Gas. And then they are driving by the Forks police station and Dr. Cullen's car is there. Charlie is still at work and he's normally not working that late. So they stop and go in. And apparently Waylon, the creeper from the <laughs> diner that was Santa when Bella was a kid, died. R.I.P. Fuck Waylon. I'm glad he's dead. He was killed by an animal. But crack Santa is dead. Nasty ass. <laughs> so Bella goes home. She's reading her folklore book and she determines that Edward's probably a vampire. Makes sense. So <laughs> it's like one of my favorite Bella's parts of this whole, <laughs> this whole entire movie. Her nocturnal emissions this evening are produced by her dream of a weird goth vampire romance of her and Edward. A very Victorian goth. He's sucking her blood while she's just laying there on, on a beautiful couch and, and like Victorian robes. And like a corset. She looked pretty good. They both look great. That's how this movie should have been. Victorian times. <laughs> I would have been way more into it. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. It is really good. The next day at school, Bella's like, I'm confronting this mofo. So she just walks past Edward into the woods and he follows her. It just walks into the woods and he's like, all right, let's go. So then they're standing in the middle of the forest outside of the school. And Bella just goes, I know what you are. <laughs> he goes, 
Say it. <laughs> Say it. Vampire. It's so, <laughs> so dramatic. So then he's like, okay, let me show you what I actually look like. He grabs Bella, puts her on his back and starts running super fast. And he takes her all the way up to the side of the mountain that they're on. And he just walks out into the sunlight and he's like, this is the skin of a predator. And he's just fucking glittery. You just look like you're covered in highlighter. Yeah. She tries to like make out too. And he's like, get the fuck away from me. I just told you I'm a vampire. (laughs) She literally leans in to freaking (laughs) suck face. It's so funny. Also, I would like to point out, when did he unbutton his shirt? His shirt is just unbuttoned and his like chest is all out, sir. Poorly made movie. When did you do that? When did you do that? So Edward and Bella are talking and he's like, yeah, I'm like a vegetarian vampire. I only eat animals, but I have killed people before. Edward is showing off like his skills. Like he rips a tree branch off of a tree and I'm like, okay, I could fucking do that. Like like, runs really fast and circles around her. Yeah. (laughs) Rips the whole tree out of the ground. (laughs) Sorry. He's like, I'm a killer, Bella. Okay. And fuck this tree up. (laughs) Go off, sis. It's hot. And Bella, meanwhile, is just like, no thoughts, just dick. Like (laughs) she does not care. And this is when Edward says that her blood really calls to him and he hasn't ever been tempted to break his vegetarianism. He wants to break it around her and he says, you're my own personal brand of heroin. See, this is one of the scenes in the book where it was like so beautiful and then in the movie it was just like poorly executed. If a man ever told me that, I think I would just be a puddle. Especially if he's a sexy glittery vampire. Well, that's what role playing is for, Kat. You can (laughs) always do that. I wouldn't be mad. (laughs) Oh, no. Just cover him in highlighter and then be like, okay, now say this. You know, I have plenty of that. (laughs) This is also when the most famous line from the books happens. And it's, so the lion fell in love with the lamb. And then Bella says, what a stupid lamb. And Edward says, what a sick masochistic lion. It sounded better you just saying it out loud than it did in the movie. <laughs> like, this part is so awkward and it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Like, at one point, he just, like, pins her to, like, a tree. It's just, like, fucking weird. Like, it would be. It's just not, though. So, they lay in the glen. <laughs> I just wanted to say that Van Lingen means of the glen. Mm-hmm. So, we are Katrina of the glen and Melissa of the glen. Mm-hmm. That's what our name, our last name means in Dutch. Yep. We are House of the Glen. They lay in the Glen in the most awkward, uncomfortable position you've ever seen two people lay down. They're not even touching each other. Like, they're just apart But weird. also the way they're laying down. Like, you would just be laying on your back. They're like, oh, I just, I'm done. Anyway, watch <laughs> the movie. You'll see. And the next day, Edward picks Bella up and drives her to school and... When they get to school, everybody is staring at them. And Edward's like, I don't care. I'm breaking all the rules. But he has like sunglasses on. He looks like really cute. Like he looks like really good. He like puts his arm around her. (laughs) Oh my God. He's like such a badass. Oh my God. And then they hang out in the woods. Again. (laughs) It's their fave spot. (laughs) And he tells her how he became a vampire, that he was dying of the Spanish influenza and Carlisle turned him into a vampire, which is not an easy thing to do because once you start sucking somebody's blood, it's like really hard to stop. So Carlisle's like a super powerful vampire. And also because the venom that you get turned into a vampire is excruciatingly painful. Yeah, it's just like childbirth though. Like you'll get the outcome is like, yeah, way cooler than the 
painful thing. You probably don't even think about the painful thing after there's a baby in your arms. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, it's fine. oh, I'm going to live forever? Fuck yeah, that, yeah. It didn't hurt that bad. It was fine. <laughs> I'm not mad at it. Carlisle saves Edward first and then Esme after that. And then they're looking for somebody for Edward. And then Bella's like, so the vicious attacks that have been happening in town, that's definitely a vampire, right? And Edward's like, you're so smart. Oh, my God, this girl. So she figures it out. It's so weird how Bella is simultaneously the dumbest person in these books as well as also the smartest person in these books. She's smart. She's just like clumsy. Yeah, that's fair. So Edward invites her to dinner. He doesn't invite her to dinner. Edward says, I'll pick you up tomorrow for dinner. After jumping all over her poor truck. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he fixes her bumper. That That's was fair. nice. Yeah. So they go to dinner at the Collins house. They have a giant house in the woods with tons of windows so they can be themselves. And they cook dinner for her, but she was like, oh, I ate because I know you guys don't like eat food or whatever. And then Rosalie gets mad because she's like insulting Carlisle and Esme who are making her dinner and she breaks a bowl. So dramatic. I also love that Emmett is in the background waving at her with a knife in his hand. He's just I like, know. hey, what's up? Kellen Lutz is so cute. Oh, every, every man in this movie on my list. I know. Same. All of them. Every Except single. like Mike and yeah. frickin' Eric and Anna Tyler. Kendrick, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not those uggos. No, I'm kidding. You guys are beautiful too. And then this is when Alice and Jasper walk up and Bella finally gets to actually meet them. And Alice is like, she gives Bella a hug and she's like, it's okay. We're going to be the best of friends because she can see into the future and she knows that they're going to be BFFs. And Jasper is just scared because he is like a newer vampire. He's probably only like 900 years old. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm team Jasper. Oh my God. If I could pick any of them. I'm team the cactus that... <laughs> Bella brought from Arizona. <laughs> I hate everybody. Oh no, Jasper is it for me, except for he was on the wrong side of the Civil War. But we all have flaws. It's okay. He's moved on. I'm team Golden Onion from science class. Facts. <laughs> Big facts. And Edward takes Bella to his room so she can look at it. Ooh, and he doesn't, have a, he doesn't have a bed. <laughs> And she's like, so you don't sleep? And he's like, no, but I watch you sleep. It's pretty cool. And then he has a bench of CDs. That's basically his room is CDs and a, and a chaise lounge. Mm -hmm. And then he tries to dance with Bella. And she's like, yeah, I don't. That's not happening. They're listening to Debussy. De Debussy. Debussy. Literally. <laughs> what? And then this is the probably most uncomfortable <laughs> line. I'm so uncomfortable. Hold on tight, spider monkey. He flings her over his shoulder, <laughs> flies out his window, and calls her a spider monkey. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it's it. so bad. Why, Edward? Oh, Why no. is that in there? Why is it in the movie? I don't know. It's not good. If a guy called me a spider monkey, I would run. She can't. She's on his back. Oh, He's running. God. I let him kill me. So they're running all through the forest close to the Collins residence and Bella's lullaby, the song that Edward wrote for Bella, is playing in the background. Aww. So cute. So he's like climbing up trees and showing her like the views of the mountains and the rivers and everything. And she's like, this is not real. This is not a real thing that's happening. And he's like, in my world, this is how it always is. Yeah, it's so stupid and awkward <laughs> and uncomfortable. And like the it's just the execution for me. Yeah. They show Edward playing the piano and he's playing Bella's lullaby for Bella. And she's like, yes. 
I got if a vampire a man, who can play piano. Oh my God. If a man ever wrote me a song, it would be over for me. Somebody wrote me a song once. Nuh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Though. That is, pro- for me, I don't know why like musically talented people are absolutely my type, but I think that is so hot. It depends on who does it. I mean, that's fair. If, if, it, it, was really... Ed- if it was Edward Cullen, great. Yeah, right. <laughs> if it's someone you actually are like into. Exactly. <laughs> right. I guess that's fair. I've had like poems and shit written to me that I was like, no, thank you. Oh my God. I've had poems written yeah, to me too. That's my, mine was in high school. That was weird. Mine was in college. I remember that. I do remember that. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> Men are weird. Don't be weird. Unless you're hot. <laughs> so later that night, Edward comes in Bella's window and is like, can I try to make out? And she's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, sit very still. And she's like, okay. And as soon as he kisses her, she like climbs on top Immediately of tries to fuck. Immediately. He's like, don't move. <laughs> and she does the exact opposite by crawling on top of him. Yeah. And then he like throws her across Ugh. the room and like jumps back and he's like, Girl, I'm sweating. Take not, it slow. Not just from our air being off from while we're recording, <laughs> but I am sweating. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then they just sit in Bella's bed and talk. And then Bella falls asleep and she like curls up onto Edward's tummy. It's cute. And they don't really show this or talk about this in the movie, I guess, because time constraints. But after this point, Bella sleeps with Edward in her bed every single night after this. Well, yeah, duh. I think it's so cute. That's I love like that. what normal people in relationships no, do. I, but that's what I'm saying. But like Charlie doesn't know. He again, he doesn't actually sleep. He just like sits in her room while she sleeps all night. I just think it's cute. Okay. <laughs> the next day, the next week, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Friday night, Bella comes downstairs at her house and tells Charlie, hey, um, I'm dating Edward Cullen and he's going to pick me up and he wants to formally introduce himself. So he's here now. Can you be nice? And meanwhile, Charlie is drinking beer and cleaning his shotgun. Perfect timing. He's having his vitamin R. While scrubbing his guns. (laughs) Yeah. So Ed meets Charlie and they shake hands. It's very formal. And then Charlie's like, where are you guys heading tonight? And Edward's like, we're going to play baseball. And he's like, good luck with that. Uh, Bella's a klutz. (laughs) Bella is extremely uncoordinated. (laughs) So the baseball scene is truly one of the best parts of this movie. Absolutely. It's iconic. Every part of it. Super massive black hole is playing by Muse. That is Stephanie Meyer's favorite band. Just so everyone is she aware. She has great taste, except for the whole making of this film. Um, yeah. But this scene was really good. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, parts of this movie are so bad, and then parts of this movie are so good. It's Alice's high kick for me. It's just like, everybody looks so beautiful. Oh. The shots are good. I'm like, who made this part of the movie? Because they didn't make the rest of the movie. Yeah, I feel that. It's so weird to me. It's like, it's like they had 17 different crews making this movie in chunks and then like glued it together. And it like some parts are so bad and some parts are so good. It makes yeah. me mad. Yeah. But anyway, they play the baseball and they have to play baseball when there's a thunderstorm because whenever they hit the ball or slam into each other, it makes a really loud noise because they're marble humans. Marble humans. And then Alice is like, oh shit, those vampires that have been killing everybody, they were headed out of town, but then they heard us playing baseball and they're coming to talk to us. Yeah. And of course- Freaking human ass Bella is there and they're going to smell her. So now everyone's freaking out. Rosalie is like, we're dead. She's dead. Who cares? Let them eat her. So the bad vampires come. It's Laurent and Victoria and James. Mm -hmm. And James is a hunter killer. Like he enjoys the 
The hunt. The hunt. He likes tracking. He's a predator. Yeah. Victoria's just his little bitch. Yeah, he's with Victoria <laughs> and then Laurent is like third wheel in it. Honestly. They are able to put Bella behind. Actually, Bella's behind Rosalie. I don't know if you noticed that, but Rosalie was like protecting her. She like shoves her back. Yeah. So Edward's like up front. Like, I'll fuck these bitches up if I have to. And then like Rosalie's protecting Bella. I was like, okay, Rosalie, don't act like you don't like Bella. Okay. She doesn't not like Bella. She doesn't like the fact that she didn't want to be a vampire. So Bella is endangering herself by hanging out with all these vampires and she could be human for the rest of her life. And that's all Rosalie wants again is to be human. Um, That's stupid. And who wouldn't want to live forever? Sorry, Rosalie, you're wrong. She wanted babies. She can adopt a baby. Or she can just kidnap Pretty one. Pretty much does at the she end of Breaking Dawn. She can fucking kidnap one. Like, sorry, girl, live out your dreams. You know what I mean? I don't suggest kidnapping, but if you're <laughs> a vampire who lives forever and can fuck anybody up, steal a baby. I don't know. They are gonna play baseball with the bad vampires, I'm gonna call them. And non, non-vegetarian. Yeah. And Carlisle's like, great, because some of our players are leaving. So Edward and Bella go to leave, but then James smells Bella and he's like oh you bought a little snacky snack a snack a snack and that's when things go really bad because Carlisle's like no she's with us and James is like hmm that's funny because I'm gonna eat her yeah and then Edward throws Bella in the car the hunt has begun so Bella's freaking out she's like what are we gonna do and Edward's like we have to go I have to drive you far far away and she's like I have to at least say goodbye to Charlie and grab my shit Yeah, she doesn't want James to track her scent to Charlie's house where he could harm Charlie. So she comes with this ingenious idea and they show up at Charlie's house and Bella pretends to break up with Edward very dramatically and packs all her stuff. And of course, Edward is up in her room helping her pack. Charlie doesn't know that. Bella hurts Charlie's feelings in order to get him to let her leave. And she says that she doesn't want to be stuck here. And that's why she broke up with Edward. She doesn't want to be stuck here like her mom was. She did not have to go that far, though. He was already letting her go. Bella, chill. She hurt his feelings. Bella drives away in her truck and Edward jumps on her car all dramatic and then takes over driving for her. Emmett is just chilling in the bed of the truck, standing up as he does in cars because he's a bad bitch. And they walk into the Collins house and Laurent is there and Edward's about to go batshit on him. And Carlisle's like, no, it's okay. He came here to warn us about James. James is a extremely talented tracker. He finds it to be a game. Our reaction to saving Bella set him off and he is going to do anything in his power to try and kill Bella just to hurt Edward now. So all of the Cullens and Bella are in the garage and they're formulating a plan. So Bella's going to go with Alice and Jasper because she can't go with Edward because they it's just too know. obvious yeah. Yeah, that he's going to want to protect her. So Bella gives her clothes to Rosalie and Esme so that they can all go off into different directions and try to confuse him with her scent. Rosalie is not having it. Rosalie's really mad. She's like, this bitch is putting us in danger for what? And Carlisle's like, Bella is with Edward and Edward is our family. So Bella is our family, bitch. Yeah. And then the chase begins. So at first, James is following Rosalie, right? It's Rosalie, Emma, and Edward. So Rosalie, Emma, and Edward run into the forest 
and Rosalie has on Bella's clothing. So she smells like Bella and James at first starts following them, but then he quickly realizes that they're, they're trying to dupe him. So then he has lost Bella's scent at that point. And then Jasper, Alice and Bella are at some like holiday inn in Arizona and they think that they're safe because James has lost the scent. But then Bella gets a call and it's James and he says, I have your mom. And then you can hear Bella's mom in the background. And he says, meet me at your old ballet studio. I've got your mom. Like if you want her to live, you you better come. Bella sneaks out of the Holiday Inn and takes a taxi with her pepper spray to the ballet studio. Yeah, what's the pepper spray going to do, Bella? We're going to find out. So in the ballet studio, we come to find out that James tricked Bella. She doesn't, he doesn't actually have her mom. It was an old video, like a VCR video playing of Bella and her mom when she was little. And James stole a camcorder, if this isn't early 2000s enough, right. from Bella's mom's house and is filming him torturing her essentially so he throws her up against a wall she's bleeding out of her hand then he breaks her freaking leg which i could have done without i hate that part and he does this all in his low-rise jeans of course (laughs) like he is a centimeter away from his dick and Mm -hmm. balls for sure (laughs) bella tries to use the pepper spray on james obviously it just makes him mad he literally doesn't even feel it doesn't matter at all it was cute cute attempt yeah it was a good attempt and she's bleeding all over the place her leg is broken and this is when edward finally shows up he throws james off of her and they're fighting and james is like you made this too easy i knew that you would come after her first because you're the fastest of all of them edward kind of knocks him out of the way grabs bella and tries to jump up on a balcony to get them out and james grabs him and throws him bella gets thrown into a freaking window and there's glass in her freaking leg now it's not great she's bleeding out of like a major artery in her leg all over the place and then james bites Bella. He does. What an asshole. This is when the rest of the Collins show up. Yay. Yay. And the plan is to, the only way to kill a vampire is to rip them to pieces and burn the pieces. Cute. You do what you got to do in, in these times. You know what I mean? Emmett seems like he's having a lot of fun. He is living his best life ripping this man to shreds. So they're pulling up the floorboards of the ballet studio to make this fire. And they uh, literally rip James apart and burn his uh, body. Yep. And Alice is trying to help Bella and she calls over Carlisle and Edward and she's like, she's bleeding everywhere. I can't stand the smell. We have to do something. The venom is taking her. Yeah. This is when they notice that she has a bite on her arm and Carlisle says, okay, you have an option. You can let the venom run through her blood and let the change take her. The the good choice. Which is literally what Bella has been asking for for the two months that they've known each other. And he said, or if you have the strength, you can suck the venom out of her, but you have to stop before you kill her. So he does that. Yeah, he could have. We could have saved three horrible books. That's how the book could have ended with Bella becoming a vampire. But it's right, fine. It's fine. Everything is fine. So he manages to suck the venom out, but he drains her of quite a bit of blood. Yeah, she goes cross-eyed at one point. <laughs> a little dramatic it's not the take i would have chosen Mm -hmm. she looks a little crazy pants um but it's fine whatever whatever you did your best Kristen. we know yeah we do what you gotta do um so then bella wakes up and she is in the hospital and her mom is there mommy mom and she's like Oh, Edward's asleep in the corner over there. He hasn't left your side this whole time. And the story is 
What happened was <laughs> Bella is so clumsy that while she flew to Arizona, she was staying in a hotel and Edward and his quote unquote dad, Mr. Carlisle Cullen, went to go convince her to come back. She ran and fell down two flights of stairs and out of a window. It seems like something she would do. Also, you can't tell me the police would not be questioning Edward thinking he like threw her down the stairs or but something. But Carlisle was there. Right. That's the whole reason that he was in this picture. <laughs> so Bella is like, can you please go get dad for me? I really want to apologize. I said some really nasty things to him. So mom leaves the room and Edward is wakes up from his fake sleep in the <laughs> chair in the corner and he is sad that Bella is like happy to see him he's like you really still want to be with me and she's like don't ever leave me please and he's like I'm leaving you she loses her absolute shit she's like you can never leave me I will not handle it well and she starts literally hyperventilating you can hear her little heart monitor going bananas in the corner and then he's like well let's go to prom (laughs) yeah he's like my only stipulation is that you have to let me take you to prom I want you to do these human things so cutscene to back in forks. Uh, Edward is picking up Bella for prom. She has her foot in a boot because it was broken. She's also wearing leggings with a dress. She has on fucking what? What are those called? Like, like capri leggings? Yeah, with Bella. lace on the bottom. Bella, honey, what happened? The dress was fine. The what? dress and the converse were were a look. That was, was the, cute. What was the leggings? Unnecessary. And then she puts an ugly ass grandma cardigan over the top of the dress too. She's not a fashionista. Clearly. So Edward and Bella go to the prom and they go out to a gazebo and Edward puts Bella's feet on his feet. So he's basically doing all the work. This is one of my favorite songs of the soundtrack too. It's called Flightless Bird. It's so pretty. And I just think it's such a cute little moment. And they're dancing and it's so romantic. And Bella's like, I love you. Don't ever leave me. And Edward's like, okay. And this is when Bella's trying to convince Edward to change her into a vampire. She's like, you could have let the venom spread. I could be like you right now. And he's like, oh, is that what you want? And he goes to like bite her Fake and she's bite her. panting she's like all hot and bothered and then he's like just kidding what i will tease. never ever do that to you what a tease yeah what the heck and then they're dancing under the gazebo and we pan out and then up in some fucking tree house somewhere i don't know <laughs> It's literally at the prom. (laughs) But it's like four stories up. Anyway, so Edward and Bella are dancing under the gazebo. And then we pan up and looking down on them is Victoria, a scorned lover. She's crying and she looks like she's ready to murder. Well, they did dismember her boyfriend and set his body on fire. That's, That's fair. It's pretty fucked up. I think I'd be a little upset. And oh my gosh, that's the end. The end. Oh my goodness. I just wish, I, I, w- I need them to redo this movie, but do it good. Yeah. I just I hate that mad. some parts are so good and some parts are so bad. Make it a Netflix series. Also, every book after the first book can literally be caught on fire and not exist. They were horrible. I think New Moon is my least favorite. So stupid. The first book was so good and the last three books are so stupid. I like to pretend they are not real. It just derails heavily and each book just is literally worse. It's like so stupid. I'm sorry, Stephanie. Please, girl. I know you did you did God's work in the beginning and then you ate shit the last three books. Listen, all I can say is if it wasn't for Twilight, then E.L. James wouldn't have written fanfic and we wouldn't have Fifty Shades of Grey. That's so, true. I'm sure that's better than whatever this shit it's is. It's not. The writing oh, is so kidding. bad. But I, I've read those books 
an embarrassing amount of times. The backs of them are just gone. <laughs> I'm not going to say I don't like it. It's just a cult classic for me. Like it's it's bad in a way that to me it's good. I I, I like that. A cult. Yeah, it's definitely a cult classic. Like yeah. it's not good. No, but it's not. And people can fully well admit that it's not good. It's bad. Some parts are good though. The baseball scene is 10 out of 10. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being our patrons. Yeah. We love you guys so much. It means the world to us. We love these bonus episodes. If there's any movie you want us to do for a Patreon bonus episode, just inbox it to us. Yeah, we have so a we list. Can, yeah, so we can add it to our list we're gonna randomly do movies from our list this one was recommended by a lot of people i don't even because know. it's so popular and it's so cringe that yeah. there's no way that it wouldn't be we freaking hilarious definitely got a lot of people that we, wanted us to do we talked about Twilight. a deer for 45 minutes i mean <laughs> i think let me see what i had so julia was the first one to recommend it and then many others came after mm-hmm. her but i think julia was the first so Thanks, Julia. Yeah. Twilight's the shit. Okay, guys. We love you. You don't have to watch Twilight now. We did it for you. And so the lion fell in love with the lamb. I'm going to go kill myself. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) These opinions are our own and are in no way associated with the film or the film's production company. The cover art for Tragical was created by Johnny the Alchemist. The theme song for Tragical was produced by Ja Reezy. Contact info for both artists can be found on their Instagrams, which are linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening to Tragical. It's three. <laughs> what? It's, oh, I guess it is There's five. fucking five of them. Do you know math? <laughs> no. <laughs> Four plus one. Two couples plus I Edward. I don't know math. <laughs> I think we know this by Two now. incestual couples plus Edward equals five. Remember when we went to the O'Keefe Museum and it closed six minutes ago? Yeah. That was really sad. I just wanted to see some vaginas. I love that shit. Tragical. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So good. Oh my gosh, Kat, remember when we watched Twilight? That was such a good movie. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> wow. We're hilarious we, talking about Twilight. Remember the part where he thinks she smells like shit? <laughs> and then there's the bird. <laughs> Remember how everyone's hot in this movie? Remember? Remember? Black's wig? Remember his lace front? Dug that cactus (laughs) and carried it on the plane. Took it on the plane? (laughs) It was our personal item? (laughs) Oh, shit. I forgot about that. I could never forget about the personal item cactus. (sighs) What a good time. Uh, yeah, but I guess we technically have to pick a movie. Oh, I guess so. For our yeah. next episode. That's true. <laughs> Are you ready to guess? I'm beyond ready. What do you got for me? So, mm-hmm. it's it's an old one. Well, it's not old, but it's an, it's an 80s movie. Okay. okay. Um, I personally think it's scary. I think this is like leading us into spooky season. <laughs> Oh, God. Scary? Um, But it's, like, scary to, like, a child. Like, think of when you're a child and you're watching a movie and you're like, I'm petrified, but it's probably not scary now that you're an adult. I was going to say E.T., but that's not a Disney movie. (laughs) And also, that's just you. Everyone else loves E.T. There are other people afraid of E.T. You're alone. No. There's a lot of inanimate objects in this movie. Some sentient inanimate objects. There's, like, a lamp 
Brave Little Toaster? <laughs> yes. The fucking oven <laughs> yeah. is the scariest thing. That tries to like burn them all. Or is it a furnace? I think it's a furnace. Furnace? In the base of it. <gasps> the Brave Little Toaster with the, with the little heated blanket. Isn't it a heated blanket? A heated blanket. Uh-huh. And its nose is like the dial. Yeah. And then the radio is like extra... <laughs> Oh my god, I'm actually low-key excited for this. I know. I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. I'm excited. I'm pumped. That's I'm a good so one. I'm so happy. That's a really good one. Thank you. Wow. So anyways, we hope you guys enjoyed um, Twilight. And um, we enjoyed taking a little break because we've truly not missed an episode in the two and a half, almost three yeah. years we've been doing this podcast. So it's kind of crazy. I think we deserved a little... Uh, a little wakey break. A little wakey break. A little vacay. So thank you so much for listening. We love you. To Tragical. Join our Patreon and you can get more dumb shit like this episode. You can listen to Twilight <laughs> over and over. Well, I guess you can listen to Twilight over and over again anyway. But, but when but we do... We're going to do like New Moon or the other one. Eclipse and Breaking Dawn. Is New Moon the second one? Yes. Good the job. Fuck yeah, man. Good job. Fuck yeah. We have a ton of really good mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. that we're going to do. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go ride Mickey's Fun Wheel of Death. Oh my God. No. Yes. No, but we can go ride Mr. Toad's Wild Ride again. Okay, perfect. Let's go to hell. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.